0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Carousel Project. I am so excited for today's topic. This is something we have been wanting to talk about literally since the original conceptualization of this podcast, and I am so, so excited to dive into it. But first, my name is Josie Maida, and you can find me on all socials at Josie
1: Maida.
2: And I'm Kate Killebrew. You can find me on all socials at Kate
0: Killebrew.
1: And I'm Epcot Adam, and you can find me on all socials at Epcot Adam.
0: Yeah, you can. And you know what? <laughs> Along with this episode, we filmed a bonus episode. It is our first Carousel Project podcast interview ever yes. and it was really cool because it was with my very own dad one of the number one fans of the carousel project yeah. the number one the fan number one the dad. number one fan give him well, the
1: respect he deserves when we
0: said that he wasn't very excited he, he, about it yeah, right he, he acted like, very
2: bashful about it like yeah, it he wasn't was like, well, like he wasn't not and i was although like, he um, is the OG patron of our Patreon. So yes. y'all so need to step it first,
0: up. He is the first <laughs> Patreon member. We are so excited. So there it is. There it is. Your reminder that if you love the podcast, if you can give it any way, we'd love to be able to share those bonus episodes with you. Some stickers, some postcards, some, you know, cool opportunities to Facebook chat, groups. Facebook groups. Yes. But yeah, he was really sad because Adam, he thought you were going to be on the bonus episode and he wanted, he wanted to steal my thunder. Oh, he wanted he to steal my thunder and say he yeah you can. He was say, ready. Yeah you can. He was yeah. ready well, to a, say as,
1: it. as as Kate said, Epcot. Adam was Epcot accounting. So <laughs> unfortunately, I had I had to do my real yeah. world job. The best but part is like time.
2: there was no way for him to understand what I meant by that, and I just said <laughs> no. it like it was something everyone should understand. I was like and he's he accounting. It. He went along he with it like, honestly. Okay, and I was like oh he. I was like he's doing accounting. Like I couldn't
0: even say <laughs> what what you were actually he doing. got it. He knew yeah. the gist of it.
2: Yeah as
1: the true number 1 fan should.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it has been a long, long day. Our question today is what is your favorite memory in a water park or what is your favorite water park or something with a water park. Whatever you want. <laughs> Choose your own adventure <laughs> water park edition. <laughs> okay.
1: Who's going first? You. Me. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I just um Okay, so I grew up in L.A. and our main water park close to me was Hurricane Harbor, which is at the Six Flags. Um, we had
0: a Hurricane Harbor at our Six Flags in New Jersey.
1: At Great Adventure, yeah. Ooh. Six Flags well, Great Adventure we,
0: and Hurricane Harbor.
1: We're, we're meant to be best friends. We both we went to Hurricane Harbor. We were supposed to get a water park
2: at Six Flags New Orleans, but
0: then Katrina. <laughs> 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 Uh, Y'all did get a water park, technically.
2: <laughs> yeah, we just too couldn't. Soon. It was for the.
1: It gators. was a, It was a park that was underwater.
0: Yeah. Is it too soon? Is it? Maybe
2: in <laughs> 20 years, it'll be not too soon. Anyway, okay, sorry. So we got three years. <laughs> Wait a minute. You
0: know what that makes? <laughs> that makes me think of in the office. One of my favorite lines is when he's talking about jokes and he's like, "What is he saying?" Oh God, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. When he's like, "This just became funny," like you. Were... <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking
1: about? <laughs> i do i can't i can't think is of he his talking exact about examples AIDS? yes i can't oh, remember yes,
0: definitely one that's of the what examples afghanistan
1: annies with aids yes.
2: yeah and <laughs> he AIDS said there's definitely... no way to make up a joke about it or something like that I don't Here, no. michael AIDS is definitely Classic one of the michael. examples
0: which yeah. uh, oh my yeah. gosh the michael. office the office could not have been produced no, no, it really no. could not have. No. But no. Michael Scott really has a way okay. about him. So anyway, anyway water park I... King <laughs> Katrina. Back I Adam. actually,
1: <laughs> even though I live close to Hurricane Harbor, I actually went to this water park in Vegas a lot more often. It was called Wet n Wild and <gasps> yeah, it was on it the no? strip. And we we would yeah. go in the summer. And the my most core memory of it is one time it, it was right next to the old Sahara <laughs> Hotel. And on <laughs> top of the Sahara <laughs> Hotel, they had a sign on top that had the.
0: Um,
2: what
0: are you doing? He <laughs> <laughs> said
1: it was Rare a core memory,
0: it. so I started. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to provide some I pick up music on, on the additional ambiance.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Josie. Um, You're welcome. But anyway, we, my friend Tyler and I were waiting for one of the slides, and on top of the Sahara, there was a giant like digital sign that had the time and the temperature. And I remember we looked up, and it said it was 129 degrees outside. And I just wanted to die right there because why would that temperature ever exist in the real world?
2: Well, I could think there's there's no better place to be in that temperature than a water park, though.
1: But when you're standing in line, it's yeah. like, get oh, me the true. hell out of here. That's I should have true. done the smart thing and just stay in the wave pool all day. But, yeah. of course, we were <laughs> waiting in line for the slides.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Or a lazy river if they had
0: one. Yeah. I, I think, love a lazy river. I love a lazy river dude. The uh, lazy river oh, I guess Aulani is kind of. No it's not a water park. Um, I don't know. I actually really do like water parks. I have been itching to get to a Disney water park. Like, Can we that go this summer? That is my. Kate your birthday. I've been talking about it for dude, years. It was so hot in Disney it's in, in Universal today that like we don't need to wait till summer. We can go right forking now to the water park. I could go tomorrow and it is hot enough. So yes next time you come if you want to go. I have water park on my annual pass so I'm down to go to the water park whenever whenever baby so no,
2: i want to go i haven't been in go. almost 20 years so Let, oh the water park. i haven't been
1: in ever no i the
0: went to blizzard beach, beach when
2: i was 10 but i'm gonna be 29 they literally year, have
0: like these so. mini donuts <laughs> that i think maybe even adam would eat because they're just like plain fried Mini dough with sugar. Would you eat that, Adam? Do you be like that?
1: Oh, uh, that's asking a lot, but I'll consider it. <laughs> if we that's if we go for Kate's birthday, sugar I'll consider and it.
0: dough. <laughs> They're really good. They're super I've super good. I think I think one of my favorite memories in a water park though would have to be the Disney Parks Live when I was on the Disney Parks TikTok oh, team yeah. and we did it at Blizzard oh, yeah. Beach and it was like I a was half an hour in the live event like yeah. a week after I started. Oh, um, you were the star of that live. Uh, too. You really were. Thank you, as people always. were loving you in the. Um, well, I had a great time, um, and it was really hard because, like, the comments are coming in so fast, um, and my now good friend, Samantha, accidentally, when she was handing me the phone, pointed it at my butt, um, because she couldn't get it to flip, and, um, there were a flooding of comments that said, Josie has a dumpy and it was like my <laughs> <laughs> it was like my second week at work and my VP oh. like everybody was watching as these comments flooded in oh. about
1: about You're dumping. Your
0: butt. my assets
1: <laughs> <laughs> we are off to a great start here you guys <laughs> yeah. this is a great
0: episode honestly Kato win so um I
2: think my favorite water park memory was actually when I went to Blizzard Beach. Um, I went in the summer, I guess, summer 2003. Um, I was 10. It w- We were there because my dad had a convention for work. So we were staying at the Grand Floridian, which is like a dream. Um. And one day, my mom took my sister and I to Blizzard Beach. And we had never been to, like, a water park, water park before. Mm -hmm. Uh, There aren't any near us. So, anyway, when we got there, we got there at, like, whatever rope drop for the water park is. We could have ridden anything we wanted. Our dumbasses go straight to the Lazy River. We're like, wow, this looks great. And we I just like hung out in the Lazy River for 30, 45 minutes. Then we're like, oh, let's go see about like Summit Plummet or something. We go look. The lines are like an hour long. And we're like, huh, I wonder if we should have maybe gone to like actual like water well, slide first. Well, that will
1: not be us when we go back this summer. But we it was be a lot of fun. I it. loved
2: the theming. And honestly, I love a Lazy River. So I had fun. But rookie mistake. So why are we talking about water parks again, Josie? Yeah, Josie, why?
0: We are talking. We are talking about water parks because we are talking about the water park to end all water parks.
1: It almost the did. The defunct
0: park, action park from the Da-da-da. great state of New. Jersey (laughs) (laughs) And this is a fantastic topic The reason that we were able to have my dad on For a bonus episode is because He was one of the kids that got to visit Action Park During its heyday I have been to its predecessor Predecessor is after, right? Not before? Right. That's the right word I believe so Right? Um, My brain is oozing out of my ears at this point It is very late at night, y'all This is way later than we normally Yeah, you're right It is late where you are Yeah, Yeah, it is The predecessor Mountain (laughs) Creek. So I've, I've kind of gotten to experience this park myself, but we're going to talk about the history. And there's some really cool ads at play here, which is great because, you know, on the Carousel Project podcast, we like to try to talk about the marketing and the PR when we can. But a lot of times it's really... It's kind of difficult, of you know, because we're it, it's a challenge because we're looking at older things and sometimes the best we can find is like one TV commercial, but here I think there's some really, really cool, interesting things at play that I'm really excited to talk about. So, Action Park, let's dive in. I want to start with Gene Mulvihill, who was the owner of Action Park. Yes. He owned Mayflower Securities, mm-hmm. um, worked on Wall Street with penny stocks, kind of think of like a Wolf of Wall Street kind of vibe here, like... Yeah, that is the vibe of this dude lots of scandal um he got kicked off of wall street um when he was working on wall street he worked with this guy named bob brennan he was like his secondhand guy um Mm -hmm. so he gets basically kicked off of wall street and then he buys great gorge and vernon valley which were two ski resorts in vernon new jersey which was about 45 minutes from new york city um This is really close to where I live. It's in northern Jersey. It's a little more northern than the last place that I lived in New Jersey, but where I grew up in a town called, um, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. I feel like those are like security codes for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're right. (laughs) Right. Like, I feel like sometimes I'm like, "Hmm, hmm, hmm." Give give us a
1: town nearby.
0: A town in me. Hope, New Jersey. Yeah, Vernon is <laughs> yeah. I, I grew up Vernon. really close to this area when <laughs> I was young. Um, so this is in like a, a small town, really like in the country. And there's a part in the in the um, action park documentary where they say like you wouldn't think of this area as New Jersey. Although I will remind y'all, New Jersey is the garden state, okay? But yeah, kind of like out in the country. And Really, timing is so huge when we talk about Action Park because so many of the things that happened only could have happened in this perfect storm of the 80s, but it was in like this cute small town, you know, close enough to the city, only 45 minutes from New York City, but in the mountains this was like a ski resort so there's like really huge hills and and mountainous landscapes and it's beautiful and it's serene but it's close to new york city it's close to you know Morristown and metropolitan areas in new jersey so really really great location um what first put this area on the map we know we got to talk about oh, it i, it knew, I knew it was coming my man Hugh Hefner put <laughs> Vernon, New Jersey on the map he with did. a Playboy Club in Vernon, a friggin' Playboy Club in Vernon. Is Friggin I feel like Friggin is not an explicit.
2: Not yet. No, not I yet. already said
0: okay. I already said dumbass, so we're good. You did? Yeah.
2: Kate was. Kate? Expli- I was oh. talking about the lazy river, and I said, Bum, "Our dumbasses." Wow! It was wow! I've wow, said wow. it three times now. So add three explicits.
0: explicit. Explicit. Explicit.
1: Explicit.
0: <laughs> Xxx. <X. laughs> My man Hugh Hefner put Vernon on the map with the Playboy Club. So the Playboy Club was a huge, huge deal back in the day. I could go on for hours and hours about playboy and the playboy club, but I won't do that to y'all, but I could, um, people really thought there was potential that this could be the next Atlantic city. Um, Atlantic city was really doing well at the time. Atlantic city now is a trash can. Um, but at the time (laughs) it was really, really doing well. Um, Of course, when we think of Atlantic City, who put Atlantic City on the map and in the trash can, a one Donald Trump, um, who will come into play in this story a a little later. Um, But these are like the names we're working with here. So Vernon was really an up and coming place. So this guy, Gene Hill, he's kicked off of Wall Street, he opens up, you know, this ski resort. Um, He became a pioneer in artificial snow, trying to, you know, make sure the ski resort was open as often as possible. But New Jersey has you know some really hot months it does get very hot in the summer um and so he started an amusement park called Action Park he connected back with Bob Brennan again from his Wall Street days to find investors and money and in 1978 Action Park opened as one of the first like modern water parks in the country and yeah that's where this incredible story of Action Park begins
2: yeah and I I did find out I mean, we watched the same documentary, but I thought it was interesting that Gene also w- created the world's largest snowmaking system mm-hmm. in order to, like, try to make more snow happen with his ski resort, and then that's how he ended up moving to, like, the water park stuff because he wanted more to do at the time. And then also, like, the fact that the people in that area were being told that Action Park was going to be the next... Disneyland which like for me seems like such a crazy concept now but thinking about this like in the 70s mid to late 70s when it's about to open like Disney World had just opened over yeah. in Orlando and they were thinking this could be the next Orlando or the next Vegas you know so like especially with Hugh Hefner on the map and c- celebrities in town all the time with the Playboy Club opening it's just it's it's a crazy concept for me having never experienced it, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I
0: and I, cool. I didn't know there was a Playboy club there. Like y'all have to understand the Playboy club was not a small, like this was a big deal yeah, at the time. Yeah, that's what I was trying to look into. It was into. a big deal. So a Playboy club was basically like, what was special about Playboy magazine back in its heyday was that it was seen As very much like a status symbol it was a very nice magazine there are stories in it the pictures are not I I mean this gets into uh, the whole thing with Hustler magazine and Playboy what's yeah can I say corn I don't think I can say the real word I don't know if we can say that word what is what is and what is not but Playboy was not it is always and has been more of like a classy um, yeah back in its heyday classy beautiful pictures of women who are naked and um, the Playboy Club with the Playboy bunnies with their outfits, with their suits. You had to have, it was a private club. Like you couldn't just get in. So think kind of like almost like a a Club 33 vibe. Although I'm sure Club 33 would not be thrilled with me comparing it to the Playboy Club. (laughs) Although I will say when I was a server at the Playboy Club, I was very adamant that I did something. You mean called- Club thirty <laughs> oh three? You I said I the Playboy Club. I was like, Miss Girl In, in my dreams. In my dreams <laughs> Girl. In my dreams, Miss Girl. Um when I was a server at Club thirty three, I was very adamant I instituted for myself Something that Hugh Hefner's brother coined for the bunnies in the Playboy Club called the bunny dip, which they were not allowed to bend over in the club. They had very, very high levels Ooh. of service. And so they had to be able to support their tray completely flat while, you know, basically squatting as far down as they needed to go because they could not bend over um, mm-hmm. in their heels, in their bunny costumes. And so I remember always thinking like wow that is incredible that they had to like learn how to do that and I saw once in a documentary like videos of the bunnies learning how to do this and like I would practice in the same way when the clubs were empty um so yeah I'm I'm not comparing them I, I hope I don't want to like step out of line. I have so much respect for Club 33, um, but I'm just trying, especially for our Disney audience to give some kind of comparison to like it was a private club. You had to have a membership. I'm, I'm not saying they're anywhere near the same, but just... In that like private course, club, yeah. looked upon highly. Like Kate said, there were a lot of celebrities there performing at the club, like big name celebrities. So again, that was my roundabout long story to explain that a Playboy Club is a really big deal. And for what Vernon, New Jersey, is now, what I've seen it as, you know, like after all of this happened, yeah, it's so because I I grew up near there, like it's so crazy to think that there was something that big there. Yeah, there was like that club. momentum because you're G- exactly. Because you're just like, why in the world? Um, but again, this story is a lot about what makes sense for the time, for the late 70s, early 80s. Um, and so, yeah, this they really... It is crazy that they thought like, oh, this could be the next like Anaheim or Orlando or Vegas. But it was starting to get that momentum in that direction. Like they had a Playboy club. They had a yeah. ski resort. They had... um the, the, the water largest park. water park at they the time. they were you know 45 miles from new york city like it was adding up that that you know it really it could have and i mean
2: honestly orlando was this probably the same way back in yeah, 65 where people were like oh this is gonna be huge and then they're like yeah right and if it wouldn't have ended up being huge then we'd probably be saying the same thing about mm-hmm. orlando right now so yeah absolutely Um, I, I guess I just didn't realize like how much momentum they had for that area. Cause I I didn't realize either.
0: Well, even, even me being from there, it took, and the documentary that Kate and I watched was class Mm -hmm. action park. We of course did some other research as well, but that documentary truly does a great job and everyone really I've great. known who's been to the park is yeah, said the same thing that it just really it captured the vibe. Um but yeah, even me growing up there, I did not realize at the time what a big area this was and how much was going on there. I really truly and you know for a fan like me was blown away to hear um <laughs> that there had been a Playboy club right in Vernon. Like that was crazy to me because Y'all know if I could time travel yes. back, I'd go back to like opening day Epcot or, but if I had a time machine and could time travel multiple times, I would go back to a Playboy club and I would, I would get in somehow. Cause just, <laughs> well, you're
2: the Josie. You would definitely get in. <laughs> <laughs> so just one more caveat about Playboy for a quick second. Have you guys seen Pam and Tommy on Hulu yet?
0: No, I haven't. No.
2: I'm only mentioning it because they talk about the whole Playboy Hustler situation and yeah. that because it takes place in the 90s. But anyway, um, just a small plug for Pam and Tommy on Hulu. It's an eight episode miniseries and it's very interesting.
0: I do really want to watch it and it's crazy because actually I learned about as much of a Playboy fan as I am. I learned about the Playboy and Hustler issue in one of my um, PR classes that I took when I was living in Italy and I always very oh. dist- distinctly remember that it was a PR comms class um and so yeah again this is like such a crazy story because it's about a water park (laughs) but there's so many other things that were happening at the time that it's just like it was just so crazy so I think we have to start with the no how
1: dare you say sorry
2: (laughs) it wouldn't be a carousel project podcast episode if I didn't apologize
1: never Oh account, if you then. don't apologize, I go back in an old episode an <laughs> ap- Apology and put it in. Drop it in yet, somewhere. It
0: hasn't happened yet, but maybe by season like eight, I'll stop apologizing. Anyway. <laughs> the park was separated into three main sections, Alpine yes. Center, Waterworld, and Motor World. Um, And then Route 94, which is a big highway. It's not like a high, like it's a big, sh- I don't know. I think of a highway as like a multi-lane, like seven lanes across. This was like, you know, like. A big uh,
2: there's still traffic happening yeah right, they, for me it was mind-blowing yeah there was it went like right down the middle of the park to it went side. right down the
0: middle of the park and <laughs> there was a lot of traffic on it then because again this was an up-and-coming area so yeah it, it, you know what i mean like mm-hmm. now there's maybe some traffic on it in the morning if there's a lot of like summer trips going to the park but mm-hmm. back then it was probably really um big so they had those three main sections and I think we have to start with the cannonball loop this park was basically Gene Mulvihill was known for his crazy ideas like Kate said he made like one of the biggest craziest snow machines ever he was really smart but he also kind of just sometimes had like random crazy ideas that he would just make happen with his, these investors and this money and so this Whole park is kind of just like shoddy, like designed yeah. on the fly, and nothing speaks more to that than the cannonball loop, which was the first thing you would see when you would walk in. Still iconic. And, and my dad and I, in the bonus episode, were trying to remember like when it was removed because even when it wasn't in use, it was always kind of we both Still felt there. like, and I was trying to remember, like a but always kind of there as like this park is forking crazy and it was basically a water slide where it was pitch black you would go straight down and then your body was supposed to travel around a loop and go back out the slide which how that made <laughs> sense in anybody's brain I just do not know because your girl is not an engineer in the slightest and I'm like mm, I feel like there's something not well, clicking and there. they said that this whole
2: ride was created based on like gene writing on a napkin like a cocktail napkin like drawing a loop and being like let's make it like it was just very who he had hired were not like actual engineers on the class action park movie they were basically documentary they were basically implying that like people that didn't work out at disneyland and disney and universal like made their way over to which i don't know if that's necessarily true well yeah it's sound,
0: it sounded like anybody who had like a crazy idea who couldn't make it anywhere else because yeah, no one would give them a shot part. they'd find act, they yeah they'd find a way to get in touch with him they'd find a way at like you know he would go with it yeah exactly yeah. exactly so really really crazy um the rides were kind of you know all built in house no, no one had proper degrees you know, and it was just Gene would take these crazy ideas from people who couldn't cut it at Disney or anywhere else, and then he would find ways to like make them even more crazy. Yeah, he more would extreme. ramp up anything. Um, and so there's like this whole story about the cannonball loop, how they sent dummies down it, and then they would come out like with no heads on, and they did a couple things to change <laughs> it, and then they sent teenagers down it, and he would pay them, and it was yep. just crazy, and that $100. kind of sets the stage for how crazy this park was it was all just whatever popped into his head they would build they had another water slide that was built with huge hills it looked like from the side like a roller coaster almost like huge hills Mm -hmm. and it was meant for guests to come up off of the slide and like get some air air. yeah but then they kept it open only for a short amount of time because like a boy like flew off of it and like yeah. didn't. It <laughs> he so ended
2: well. up he ended up living a normal life. They said, but like that day he was he was hurt
0: and that is kind of the tone of this whole thing and I think the documentary does it really well Um, Mm -hmm. but as crazy as it sounds and as jovial as we are sometimes because it really Mm -hmm. is like such an interesting park to talk about Mm -hmm. there were like a lot of people who got hurt a lot of people who got hurt and more people that you know should have than should have ever died so it it is really serious and it's it's good that parks like this don't exist anymore but as theme park people it's really interesting to be able to talk about um things that were and of course I want to make it clear we are paying Mm -hmm. you know we 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 are thinking about the fact that people did you know lose their life here and it, it sounds some of these things sound just so preposterous that they're funny but like it's scary that back in the 80s things like this were like there was nobody patrolling this water park and just allowing these kids to go on these rides that sound insane insane
2: and the crazy thing is they said that they weren't even really reporting every injury they were only reporting injuries where you had to leave in an ambulance so Mm -hmm. who knows how many you know what i mean like how many additional injuries
0: yeah and so countless absolutely like people would just fall and get hurt like people in this documentary and people I've talked to throughout the years you know being from Mm -hmm. New Jersey it is like that like everybody got hurt in some way like either like really really hurt or or not that hurt but everybody got hurt in some way um I've gotten hurt at Action Park like everybody kind of did and um for me it was years and years later in the 2000s so in the 80s I just couldn't even imagine um And so kind of we keep talking about how in the 80s, how that kind of shaped things. This was in the Ronald Reagan era when government was really, really looked at as like needing to be hands off, that we needed to give business the right to do whatever they wanted, and that would help the economy to flourish. And so that really came into play here. Um, Also, Donald Trump came out and almost invested in this property. Remember, he was huge in the area, New York. That's where he's Mm -hmm. from. He had Atlantic City and even he even even Donald J. Trump said that this was too crazy for him to um, invest in invest in yeah so that kind of kind of tells you what direction this was going in Um, but they had a lot of iconic crazy rides they had a cannonball slide that you would go down this black tube slide and it would shoot you out and then you would kind of be like free falling and flailing around in the air and then fall into water um and it was all um like dirty it it wasn't pools none of these are none of them are pools um they're all like spring and creek fed and they would just be dirty and gross and freezing um and that was one of the you know original attractions talked about in the documentary that I did get to experience myself um because at least last time I went to this park it was still there um which is so so crazy but again back in the 80s they had things like that they had um cliff jumps tarzan swings and just absolutely no uh rules dirty water uh, and then the craziest part is that the entire park was just run by teenagers
2: yeah and they were saying like you're supposed to be like 16 to be operating the rides but they said people were even 14 operating stuff because no one was paying attention it's like if you think about that Like
1: That's terrifying. And it's yeah.
2: It I mean, everybody in anything I watch described as a free for all and that's what it sounds like it was, which for some kids is like heaven, but for me I would be like
0: stressed. Oh, absolutely. I would have been stressed out. But yeah, so kids would be working there for two years. I would go from Mm fourteen to sixteen and they'd be like, Oh, well, you've been here for two years, like you're a shift manager or yeah. whatever and they Head were only 16 years old and <laughs> yeah. to add to the craziness there were lots of alcohol so lots of alcohol they would have big festivals like kind of an epcot vibe in that way like they would always be having these big festivals like german festivals and um any kind of festival or thing they could do to get to get you know people Poor and, people and there, adults yeah. there um and then they had Motor World, which was a combination of, like, water park and vehicles operated with gasoline. Um, yeah. So not really, like, the best idea. No. Um, and so I think they had said that one person passed away and one of – they had, like, motorized – they had two different motorized boats. Um. That ran on gas and there was like basically like the person I I believe they said was electrocuted.
2: That was the kayak experience that was in I I think that was in another area. I think that was in the water world area.
0: Oh, you're right. You're right. The they kayak. had so many. They
2: had so yeah. many different they had, boat rides they, with at one power. Time, y'all, near they them. had 75 attractions at this at one point in time, according to their advertisements. 40 yeah. of them were water slides. There were there were a lot That's of attractions.
0: Insane. There are, and they're... yeah, it, and it's a huge property. It is a huge, 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 huge property.
2: Well, Motor World had they had the super speed boats, which were the boat shaped ones, which. They had a freaky story about that on the class action park thing where one guy went over the dock onto somebody else and the propeller mm-hmm. was. Anyway. And then the other one was the bumper boats, which was more of like, they were more tube like. Mm-hmm. But they were saying on the Defunct Land video that I. Um, watch. They were just saying that people were trying to use the super speed boats as bumper boats, and yeah. it was just very dangerous. And there were snakes in the water. Apparently, it was just, yeah. All was the just, water had like mm, dead
0: fish and gasoline
2: yeah. and snakes <laughs> and like just. We're really selling this park for everybody. <laughs> so yeah, so Motor World had land, water, and air attractions. Um, which they don't really talk much about the the air attractions in the documentary, yeah. but. One one attraction that sounded crazy to me was the battle action tank. One, did they still have that at all when you went, Josie? I don't
0: think when I went, I do not. So no, basically
2: you're in these like cage type vehicles, and you have um targets on your vehicle, and then you you can pay to have tennis balls to shoot out at the other vehicles, and if you hit the other vehicles' targets, then they that like. Kept oh, them yeah, from they being did not able. Have that yeah, yeah, it kept I them from being able to anyway. The crazy thing was that people that weren't in these vehicles that were just in like the gate surrounding it could also be shooting tennis balls at the people. So it was it, it sounded really crazy. Um but yeah, they had those and then they had the Lola cars and the super go cars mm-hmm. carts and then The bumper boats and the speed boats and then they had something called the space shot but it was only open the last year that the park was open i guess in 96 and then they had the slingshot which they said was surprisingly one of the less dangerous attractions in the park which for me that sounds very dangerous it was basically like a bungee type situation and it would like shoot you up and flip you around and kind of bounce you no thank you (laughs) you Yeah, so that was that was Motor World Alpine Center. Basically, just had its Alpine Slide, which, like you said, was the the most dangerous, and it was like the first thing that they did. Um, And then they had the Snapple Snap Up Whippersnapper ride, Um, and then they had a skate park for a little while, but people kept getting hurt on it because it just wasn't built very well. And then they had an Action Park Gladiator Challenge and then the Transmobile, which was their version of a monorail, which was basically used to bring you from the Water World side to the Motor World side and back. Did they still... They didn't have that anymore when you went, though, Josie, did they? No. No? So it was just when it was Action Park?
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just when it was Action Park for that one, I guess, because that was gone. You had to yeah because i guess motor
2: world well did y'all still have motor world in the 2000s
0: no it was so when i would go that side of the park was just like you where you would kind of like park and then you could walk okay okay okay. i feel like we would walk across on like maybe like a bridge i'm trying to remember how we got across to the other side for the water park but right um there was almost like a little like village where I'm assuming where that was, where it was basically like some little places, like a little candy store and a little gift shop. And like, it was kind of Aww. on the ski resort side. um That's what was there, but there was no more. Yeah. None of that was there anymore by the time I was going. Dang. um But a lot of the, the, a lot of the attractions and stuff inside the park, did not change honestly yeah but, well it
2: sounds like water world is the one that stayed the most
0: yeah and that's kind of what they were most known for was all that craziness except for the alpine slide which we know now they replaced with a much more safer like normal version that that's in a lot of places around the world
2: yeah um the colorado river run i know you said you experienced that what, what was it called yeah. when you were there was it still called that
0: I'm not sure. I want to say I think so. It was something like that, like Colorado River, like something like that, definitely. Definitely something like that. Um, Colorado Rapids, like, you know, all that stuff is, like, Mm -hmm. uh, generic.
2: Well, the crazy thing is the original, apparently the original idea for that was supposed to be, like, a Lazy River concept, and then Gene was like, no, we should simulate, like, actually being on like a colorado river and like you know the white water rapids kind of situation mm-hmm. and so that's how they ended up getting what they had and from the looks of it i mean it looked like it, it's a lot of fun but you could definitely see there were areas where people were gonna get hurt just from like how it was built and everything mm-hmm. um yeah the tidal wave pool that's pretty infamous and in addition to the cannonball loop, that was pretty infamous.
0: Yeah, the the t- the um lazy river, which it's funny because Adam said that earlier. The lazy river the t- was the I mean, title.
2: That the title the tide pool. pool. Yeah,
0: not the lazy river. Yeah, <laughs> they do not have a lazy river no, in action they don't. park, which is like the only action <laughs> park away that doesn't from have the one.
2: Concept, but
0: right. the wave pool was really really dangerous, and three people during the eighties passed away you know, in the early times of Action Park passed away in the wave pool. Mm -hmm. And they said that, like, the bottom of the pool, it was hard to see it. It was always really, really crowded. It was murky with, like, feces and dirt and sunscreen and nasty. So when I went... I don't know if there had been I don't know if there had been any deaths recently when I was there. I'm assuming no because this was like in the 2000s, so I think yeah. if there had been deaths like it would have been a different situation. Mm-hmm. But it still felt very dangerous. I myself like almost drowned in it. It was it it's was a very like kind of a small wave pool. So even when it wasn't crowded, it was kind of crowded and
1: mm-hmm. I don't know,
0: it was like kind of like very narrow and um yeah, I remember that I literally almost drowned in it and when I was a camp counselor my camp kids were not allowed anywhere near it. I was like, absolutely not. While well, I am in charge of you, no forking way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just absolutely a crazy, crazy park. And it, it still was even when I went. Like there was asphalt on the ground and oh, your yeah. feet would be raw. And really, the crazy thing back then, was that, again, it was completely run by teens. So as people are getting hurt and things are falling apart, you have, like, 16-year-olds trying to fix these issues. Yeah,
2: and not really knowing how to fix them. You no, know?
0: there's, like, no guidance. Like, Gene was there, and they called him Uncle Gene, but he was kind of just, like, seems like roaming around, having a good old time, and, like, yeah. was really not concerned when people would get hurt. He was like, ah, well, it's fine. We'll figure it out. Well,
2: <laughs> and the craziest thing... I thought was that the fact that he made up his own fake insurance company yes. to avoid paying premiums <laughs> like they like that is crazy so he, basically he created a, an insurance company called london and world assurance and it was supposed to be i think in the canary islands or something is what Mm -hmm. he said it was out of but he did all this to avoid paying the premiums and he actually didn't even want to have insurance but he knew he couldn't be open if he didn't have them have it so like this is i feel like that just goes to show his total vibe with this park is like if he made up an insurance company to avoid having insurance for people who get hurt. It's just crazy. Also, they talked about having CFS wristbands, which I just thought was really funny. Like basically if they wrote on this wristband on somebody like CFS, it stood for can't effing swim and it was just supposed to like give a heads up to the workers that like that person had already like not almost been drowned. able to yeah, had almost drowned.
0: So yeah, it was just absolutely it was, it was crazy like that he did that. And then he also, um, you know, he, he was avoiding it. And then he got in so much trouble that, like, New Jersey owned the land. And he had to pay them. And then he just yeah. was like, oh, well, I'm going to be the worst tenant ever. Which, like, again, would never fly today. No. But it worked. They literally were like, okay, fine, you're the worst. We'll sell you, we'll the, sell land you the land We'll sell you the like, land. It was crazy. And
2: then he... He ended up having to pay for their own ambulance, like either one or two ambulance so because insane. they were using up, like they were taking up so much of the ambulance out there in that they small said, town. yeah, they said, you're, I'm sorry, you're going to have to get your own ambulance because we need to have these available for like the city or town or whatever. Like it's, it's just, it's just crazy.
0: Which is crazy because then this guy who clearly doesn't care is, was in charge of like, who needed an ambulance or not, like who, like, oh, yeah. you don't need it. You know what I mean? So it truly was just absolute, absolute insanity. Um, Truly, truly craziness. So and-
2: one weird thing is that they had two additional locations that would pop up in the 80s. Um, In other places, they had the Pocono Action Park in Tannersville, Pennsylvania in nineteen eighty. And then they had Action Mountain in Pine Hill, New Jersey, in 1984. Um, Both would end up closing by, like, 1991. But it just goes to show that, like, Gene thought that he could make this into a bigger thing. Like, they had apparently talked about moving it, you know, across the country and things like that. Like, having more Mm -hmm. of these action parks. And so these were, like, kind of the first two examples. Um, But... There would be a there would be a fall of, of Action Park too. So Yeah,
0: and I think before we get there we need to talk about the the team members, the employees, because yeah. I think that is truly what changed the game and is almost a part of their advertising. So before we talk about the downfall of Action Park, I really do want to talk about the the advertising a little bit. So Action Park really started to take off in the 80s when they started making commercials. Yeah. His daughter would make them, and the people in the commercials were just the people who worked there. And, you know, people all over New Jersey and all over the area would talk about this water park. It was this, like, badge of honor to go. It was the highlight of the summer. Kids could just run around and do whatever they wanted. And I really think more than anything, it was that word of mouth advertising like you could tell that the people who worked there were like the cool kids in school who knew all the other cool kids they would have these parties they would drink they would smoke they would hook up they would just do crazy things and it was all about having fun like especially think back to like the 80s right like think of an 80s high school movie the people working at this theme park were like the people in these 80s movies that everyone wanted to be friends with or everyone wanted to go to their their house for parties or whatever it was and they were running this park and they were telling their friends about it and they were you know having their friends pile into cars and letting them into the park or whatever it was they were calling gene mobile hill like uncle gene like it was just the thing to do and that is majorly powerful advertising that like these kids are going out and basically are doing all this crazy word of mouth and then they put them in their commercials that felt like little home movies of your friends on tv so it was just super super smart the way that they would do that I mean the the um in the documentary, some of the people who worked there talked about the come on, I wanna lay a party. Um, and it was like this huge party where they would basically um, take all the money and coins that had fallen out of people's pockets all over the park all summer and they would throw a huge end of the summer party. And it was like crazy. And it had a name. Like parties like this are like that is that's almost like advertising. Like the fact that he let them keep all that money to throw like this crazy party on the property. But it was the reason that all these, you know, cool people wanted to work there. And I think a huge testament to this is that, you know, the park really took off after their commercials. Um, and after a couple years and summers of, of kids being able to kind of like spread the word. And then also there was this crazy story about a cattle prod about how Gene Mulvahill had a fake like cattle prod that he like shocked himself with and it really scared Whoa. one of the teens who worked there so he knew it worked um and so they were having a problem that I guess you needed an extra ticket to ride like the little um ski lift and so he didn't want kids using it without a ticket so they basically took one of the um they took one of the people who worked in the park and pretended they were a guest and he you know made a whole big scene about them not having a ticket and used this fake cattle prod on him and literally he pretended like he basically died and within a couple of hours (laughs) hundreds of parents were calling the park so that just goes to show you that this word of mouth the way that that they made action park like this thing to talk about, this topic of conversation, this must be place, the must be gossip, the must be story. Like, that is incredibly smart that's not easy you can't just do that anywhere and he definitely knew what he was doing by being like this cool guy Uncle Gene like he knew that all these young kids were gonna want to come work there and spend their summers there and this was the cool place where they could do whatever they wanted and have no rules and I think the 80s were such a time for that you know like young people nowadays are so much more about like understanding the world around them and 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 being susceptible to global issues and and charitable issues and but back then it just was not like that and I I think again like I I picture this as like truly like an 80s high school movie is is what I picture when I picture (laughs) this crazy crazy water park
2: yeah it's true and I mean looking at just some of the ads like print like print ads and stuff that I saw like it seemed like the big push was like you control the action which yep. was big in that park like they were big into like we're not liable because if you can't do something like you shouldn't be doing it kind of thing like you're controlling how intense you want your day at action park to be kind of thing
0: yeah yeah Um, Very, very much. And they
2: always marketed themselves as the world's largest water park, which, of course, in summertime, you're seeing the commercials, you're seeing these ads, like you're telling your parents you want to go to Action Park. Yeah, right. And the colors were bright. The logo was fun. Like, you know, from a marketing standpoint, I feel like they were top notch on all of that.
0: Oh, 100%. Everything was like, the logo was very, very 80s. They had like the coolest kids. They had the coolest, like just everything. Yeah
2: everybody was in bright colors in the pictures that they would use and they I think they did a great job of showing off like different aspects of the park like this one ad I'm looking at it has a picture of like where they had their concert set up even like as mm-hmm. a part of it so it's just like there's something for everybody kind of thing
0: and and teens I'm sure were drinking they didn't really say oh, it directly. Yeah. I mean they said there was drinking like for the parties that the teens threw but I guarantee teens were drinking all the time in the parks too. yeah like, they said were 16 really year old when you have your 16 year olds friend checking like mm-hmm. you know you do IDs you exactly yeah. so it really was this crazy place and that kind of leads I think to to the downfall was that um was that there there were a lot of there were quite a few deaths and parents and people did start kind of wising up to that there were three people who passed away in the wave pool as Kate mentioned there was what was that the kayak
2: experience? It was the was kayak it? experience. Yeah. Um so basically there were fans under like within the um the river whatever it was that yeah. was moving the water along and they said it might have just been like fa- like a faulty fan or something but the person was trying to get back into the kayak um and they ended up getting electrocuted on the on the fan that was under the water. But I mean a fan under like an electric fan underwater there you go that's already a dangerous situation so it's just unfortunate it's just unfortunate
0: and then there was one of the the deaths that they really really highlight in the um in the The documentary documentary is that this on the alpine slide and and that was a very very dangerous um ride and and now we see plenty of really safe versions of that ride Mm -hmm. um but now it is just it back then it was not it was like this pvc concrete hot um just crazy crazy ride that people could go super fast they maybe didn't know when to slow down um and people would fly off and get really really hurt they would fall on grass they would fall on um the actual like concrete of the what would you call that like the track itself yeah and there was one um poor teenage boy who fell off and hit his head and and he passed away and it just really was getting to be a place where um more and more you know people were getting hurt or or passing away and um you know I I even remember even to when I was a child thinking that like like so many people had passed away there because the rumors were still so um like still so prevalent even when i was young so i couldn't imagine back in the 80s
2: well in the crate the upsetting thing about the one on the alpine slide was that they you know they were telling all sorts of stories trying to you know downplay and make it out like it wasn't the park's fault it was like yeah. the rock's fault that he hit his head on the rock and then they were trying to say he was an employee and he did it after hours but he wasn't an employee mm-hmm. he was there during regular hours so it it was just it, it was just and this that actually was the first death at the park was the alpine slide one in 1980 so the fact that so many others would come later especially from that tidal wave pool it's just it's it's upsetting that it so much and and all the other injuries that happened that were or were not, you know, counted as, you know, things that happen at the park. But well, the crazy thing for me is that when I was doing more research outside the documentary, they were saying that. Um, when they first just had the alpine slide, they were talking about how anybody of any age can do this slide, like kindergartners can do it, old people yeah. can do it. I've got a picture of a mother holding an infant doing it, like, so, you know, making it out like this slide is fast and fun and basically implying that it's safe if a kid or a mom with an infant can ride it. Um When the truth was, if you didn't know where to slow down and you didn't know where to speed up, you could very well fly off of it and hurt yourself.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I think it. what's also really sad is this guy who was like – pretending to be like Uncle Gene at the end of the day, he didn't really care. Like that was, he didn't really take responsibility. He wanted to duck out every lawsuit he would get in. He would make it as difficult as possible. He He would fight with them forever. He would never just let it go. Um, He
2: won like 93% of them, I think like, uh, like automatically because it was just too much. And like a lot of the times people like lawyers would tell them, like, it's not really even worth pursuing because he wants to fight it and he wants to, like, basically, you know, make it difficult until he mm-hmm. wins.
0: And even when he wouldn't win and people would go through with it, he would, like, not pay until yeah. the government, like, showed up and was like, you need to pay, which, which they were saying crazy. in the, in the, um, They were saying in the documentary that it happened. Like Mm -hmm. these people from the government would show up and be like, we're here to collect money. And they got to the point that like they knew who to reach out to because. To get
2: their money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like they knew who they had to go to. Um, And it was just crazy. Like absolute craziness that he would do this to families who were grieving based on his negligence.
2: Mm -hmm. But sadly, he didn't see it as his negligence. And I think that's that's like it Mm -hmm. said right in the wording of the ads, like you control the action, like basically implying like we're providing all these thrills. And sadly, kids of all ages, especially like teens and kids younger than teens, boys especially, like they think they're invincible. They've probably never even seen anybody get hurt. So I think that was really the main danger of all of it is they see somebody else jump off of this high cliff into the water and assume that they can do it and they don't realize, yeah. you know, i need they to cross my arms. They feel invincible their kids. To, yeah. So, um, and Gene did not feel responsible for anything that happened to anybody, which is kind of crazy.
0: So, Seems yeah, like a great guy. <laughs> and parents would just be like sitting off to the side or not be yeah. there at all, so like it was just absolute chaos and and that really kind of was like the downfall of this resort that it just kind of became too much.
2: Yeah, and so Gene would eventually plead guilty to five charges of insurance fraud. Um and just due to and actually like what's crazy is the the park would end up closing not because of the reputation of like how dangerous everything was but due to like financial issues. Um, So it would end up closing in 1996 um, and then it would reopen in 1998 as Mountain Creek, um, which is what Josie would get to experience was the
0: Mountain Creek portion. um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was still just as crazy. The concrete was still hot. It was still crazy, crazy rides, like the, the tube slide that would get stuck on it, it, it still got stuck. I got a cut on it. Like there were tons of, of crazy things that still existed when I went there. The cannonball slide was still there. It was still kind of dirty, gross water that was, it was in a pool. It was like you know just dirty, gross stream water that wasn't kept up with. And I remember when we would take the kids there, because again, I was a summer camp counselor and we would take the kids and I would always just try to be as careful as possible because someone would always get hurt. We had a kid taken away on like a little stretcher because he he did the cliff jump thing and it was a really far jump and he landed on his arm. And so, yeah.
2: So that version, Mount, Mountain Creek would eventually go bankrupt in 2010. And be sold back to the Mulvihill family, um, which is so crazy. Like, mm-hmm. it, that it goes back to that family. Um, Gene would end up passing away two years later in 2012. And then in 2014, his son Andrew would open the park up under the action park name again hoping for like a nostalgia push Mm -hmm. and And, and it
0: worked like a lot of people went my dad went and he took my brother he was so excited that it was like called action park again
2: yeah but i guess it wasn't sustainable under that name so Mm -hmm. the name would again change back to mountain creek in 2016 um and currently it is run by a guy who actually worked at action park as a teenager, still under the mountain Creek name. Um, though I looked at the website, like it's
0: still up and running, you know, with the facility. Yeah, it I said, we mountain have to Creek. take Kate. We have to do, we have <laughs> to do a trip, a carousel project podcast trip this summer. I'm ready? Because it's, we, we can go straight and right from near my house. My thing
2: is, I don't think I would jump into any of the water though, because if it's that cold, like that just sounds miserable.
0: It is very cold. It's one
2: thing to like do the jump and the thrill of that, but then you get in the water and it's free, like shockingly freezing. Like, I was
0: asking my dad today too. I was like, any cool foods? Like, they really didn't have anything crazy like that. Like, (laughs) no, they were talking
2: pretty bad about the food on the documentary too. No mini donuts for me to eat.
0: (laughs) No mini donuts for you to eat. Uh uh, darn.
2: Yeah, so I, like Josie said, I would recommend if you want to get, like, if you want to see other people who experienced it back in its heydays, uh, like, take on it, definitely check out the Class Action Park doc on HBO Max, and obviously become a patron on our Patreon so you can hear from the Mike Maida his experiences at Action Park, but I will say, um, during my research, I I watched the Defunct Land video on it, which is a few years older, but it's a 17 minute video. It's very informative, and mm-hmm. then I also saw that there's a 2013 short documentary um, called The Most Insane Amusement Park Ever. It's only 14 mm-hmm. minutes, um, and then in 2018, Johnny Knoxville put out a, a movie called Action Point. And he was inspired by the idea for this like fictional theme park, water park movie by by watching the most insane amusement park ever documentary. So I thought that was interesting that that New Jersey water park uh, inspired a movie. So. It was
0: insane. And so this this was great. I'm I loved this episode. I am so excited about it. I'm so excited to share it. I'm so excited for um the bonus episode. And so this was this was great. This was so much fun. Only took us four seasons to make it happen.
2: Yes. The first non-Disney topic. Wow. So we'll have to see what we add next season.
0: Woohoo! And with that, that is the end of another episode of the Carousel Project Podcast. As always, if you want to chat with us, come find us on Instagram at Carousel Project Podcast. Especially if you've been to Action Park before. Yes. If you have any questions, we would love to hear it all. So come and find us there. Come and chat with us. Come and send us your your cues. We'll give you some A's. Um yeah, can't wait to chat with you. <laughs> And as usual,
2: if you enjoyed this episode or another one of our episodes, please, please, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We so much love reading what you guys love about the podcast, and it's a great way to let Apple Podcasts know who needs to find out about this passion project. And now, just in recently, if you listen to podcasts on Spotify You can rate them there, too. It's only a star rating, so feel free to leave us five stars there. We know you want to. Um, (laughs) We would so much appreciate that. Um, And that's it for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And as always, share us with your friends. Let's keep this podcast growing and grow our audience. And we've got so many great episodes coming up in the future.
0: And as we chatted about, we have bonus episodes. We're so excited they are up. They kind of go in conjunction with episodes from the season. So we have a bonus episode for Animal Kingdom. And we are adding a bonus episode, an interview, our first ever interview with my dad. He went to Action Park during during the height of Action Park and he's answering all the questions about what it was like. It was so much fun to film um, and to record and we can't wait to share it with you. So please, if you're interested in bonus episodes and joining our little community on Facebook, getting some stickers and some other really cool things, we have a Patreon. We have different tickets within all all of your different budgets and any any support from you all is just so appreciated. This passion project just means the world to us and to even have listeners just truly is is a dream come true. So, that's it for this week's episode. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Love you.
1: Love you. Bye. Take care. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out.
2: <laughs> bye.
0: There's nothing in the world like Bye.